Welcome to this week's Sophia Yes with Tamika and Marissa. I am Marissa, that is Tamika, and this week we are going to talk about grief, gratitude, and grace. Um, but first, in the words of Tamika A. Blair, of the words of Julie Chen Movens, how you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm actually, um, shout out to the Knicks, just drafted um, what seemed to be a good player from Brooklyn. It's rare that a player gets drafted from the state that they actually live in. You know, it's like some guy from Utah. You know what I mean? Right. It's, rare, it's rare for you to get drafted in your home state. So shout out to the Knicks. Um, drinking some hot chocolate. Got my Knicks hat on. And of course, my three and seven <laughs> New York Giants. And oddly enough, they're in first place because the, the division sucks. So. Oh, no. All in all, oh, it's, a good, it's a good day. How are you? I'm great. Uh, well, hold on a second. I want to know how your, how your cough is, girl. I still have a cough. Um, I met up with a friend yesterday and I was coughing, right? And oh. I was like, I promise I don't have, like, we were in separate cars, but we, like, parked next to each other. I swear I don't got the Rona. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I swear I don't got the Rona. He's like, I know, I listen to the show. I was like, hello. That's 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 my like, fight. I'm like jittery because there's like crickets and shit all over the place oh, no. in my apartment. Oh, no. uh, Every time yeah. I see something, I'm like, and it's like nothing. Do you know I had this piece of fuzz, and when I opened the door, it went like that, so it looked like one of those crickets, the spider crickets that I have oh. in my house. Girl, that's what I, I, yeah, that's what I have, the spider crickets. And I've been screaming that like now my my throat hurt. Oh, yeah. And they're big. And but my boys, I man, shout out to my boys. I feel like I'm raising them right because um they came running in like Ghostbusters with the vacuum. I have one of those like vacuums that has like the little thing like it's not all one piece. It's right. it's and they came in like Ghostbusters ready to attack. Nice. Yeah. Rely on the boys. I know. So, um, this week's show is about grief, gratitude, and grace. And I wanted to talk about grief because you and I both lost very special people to us in the holidays. Today happens to be, um, my dad's birthday. So I wanted to rest in peace. Um, so I wanted to talk about like grief first and how that really impacts not only our gratitude, but our grace and how this all kind of like is intertwined and combined and is also part of our growth as a human. So for me, my first touch of um, grief was when my grandmother passed away. She passed away in December when I was 14. Um, and that was really hard for me. That was really, really hard for me. That was one of those things that, that, um, that really rocked my foundation because I always felt un I've, I've have felt unsteady since because I always felt like she was not only my ally she was the one who really like went to bat for me for a lot of things so when you lose somebody like that it's really it's it, it rocks your foundation when I was 20 my dad died and that was like oh I wasn't a full adult so it was really hard because you still want that guidance and support and then when I was 30 my mom died and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that transference of, of, of 
connection. You know, like I put all my, my energy into my mom and now she's gone. And then, you know, so it's like, really, it's really one of those things. And I think about your grandmothers too, that passed away who were fantastic women and, and always made me feel like family. I never felt like the friend. I always felt like family. And, and it was like, I remember like Nana always made me, I just like, Oh, hi. I still can hear her voice, you know? Oh, hi. And I, you know, that it was such like a, it was a hug before, like I went in for my big bear hug and then for your, that was Nana. And then for grandma, I, I used to, she would say things to you that made you feel really, really special. And it was like a, a, an intimate moment where it'd be like, she'd be like, no, 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 let me see what you're taking on the plate. No, you take this one. I want you to have a good piece, you know? And you're like, little things like that, that make you feel like you're thought. And she probably said it to everybody who knows, but I felt special in that moment. I felt connected with them in that moment. I didn't feel like the friend. I felt like family. And, you know, grief is one of those things that we all are connected by. We all go through this at different points. And it, it really shapes how we continue our relationships with the future and how we, we connect with each other. And sometimes how we're disconnected. Um, I know I spoke about your grandmothers and I apologize. That's your thing to talk about, but okay. I felt a loss as well. So I'm, I'm sorry to, 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 you know, jump in on that, but um, Tamika, how, how has grieving, has grief affected your life? Here you stand today. Well, I'm sharing my screen and um, it's a quote by Earl Groman. Uh, Grauman, I'm not sure how to say his last name correctly, um, but he says, grief is not a disorder, a disease, or a sign of weakness. It is an emotional, <coughs> do I can get through it without coughing? <laughs> One more again. Grief is not a disorder, a disease, or a sign of weakness. It is an emotional, physical, and spiritual necessity, the price you pay for love. The only cure for grief is to grieve. And the last line in that quote is what sits with me because there, there have been times where, you know, we've all lost people. You've outlined a few of the people you lose, you've lost. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but there's something about the person, number one, that's closest to you. And there's also something about um, an unexpected loss. Yeah. Like we, like, we all know that we're going to leave this earth. Yes. The one thing we don't all know is when. Even right. I've said this for years, even people that try to commit suicide, like it's not in your hand. Like you can try, but yeah. people that have lived, they like shot themselves yeah. in the head and they're like, why did I do that? Now they yeah. got half a head. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now you walk around half a head and sad. <laughs> right. So it's like, you don't, you, that's the one thing people, human beings don't have control of, over is when. Yeah. But I think for me, like you brought up my grandmothers and one of them died unexpectedly, my Nana. And I felt like I never, like in the, initially, I never um, latched onto what the, that line says, the only cure for grief is to grieve. Because right. I, I spent so much of that period of my life trying to make sure like our whole family is good. Whether it was actually doing that or in my mind that I right. was doing that, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. all have to get together for Christmas this year. We all have yeah. to, you know, we all have to do everything together. We have to prove that we're together. We have to prove that we're a family. Meanwhile, you, you know, I, I remember 
the first time I cried, I was in my apartment and I'm sitting on the couch and in the darkness and I'm just like, I just cried. I couldn't stop crying. And yeah. nothing, nothing could control. I stood up and I'm crying. I'm walking around the apartment. I'm crying. I just, I couldn't, couldn't stop it. And then, you know, you wipe your face and you go be with your family. And it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're trying to be a rock and a shoulder, whether they wanted you to be that or not. You know, nobody asked me, hey, Tamika, I need you to lean on. But right. I think the cure, the only way to cure grief is to grieve as it says. And, you know, it's easier said than done, I think. It's so much easier said than done because nobody gives you the formula. Nobody tells you that there's a thousand stages. Nobody tells you, I'm 41 and I'm still talking about like, the day my grandma died, I, every, there's a lot of really nice things that have happened to me on the day of her death. Not that day, but like, you know, the anniversary of, and I still talk about it. I was 14 and I still talk about it, you know, and I think about like the, the last moments I had with my dad. No one tells you that these things stay with you maybe forever. I don't know. I can tell you at the moment it has been since that, since it's been forever for me. But nobody really tells you, and nobody tells you that it's okay. Nobody tells you that, you know, feeling sad is, they're like, oh, it'll get easier, it'll get better. Oh, don't be sad. Why the fuck not? Like, right. the person is gone. They were important to me. They were, you know, foundations for me. They were bedrocks. But, and good or bad, because, you know, even when somebody was, I, I have a person who's mentally unhealthy emotionally unhealthy in my life but I still care for them very much and if they pass I'm still gonna suffer a loss so even when they're not good for you you still suffer a loss and it's one of those things that there's so many stages there's so many different ways and everyone has there's no right way to do it but you just gotta do it you just gotta be part of that process and that's the thing that's so hard because we don't allow ourselves and it's not a negative thing. We don't allow ourselves to sit in grief ever. And that's not always good. But it's, it's, it's the best way to grieve is <laughs> to sit in it. The only way to grieve. Yeah. To sit in it. And it's, you know, I think that we all kind of latch on to, um, I got to be strong for whoever. Mm -hmm. and, and most of the time, most of those people are not asking you to be strong for them. Right. With your own thing. I got to be strong for my kids. I got to be strong for my parents. I got to be strong for my aunts and uncles, my niece and nephews, whoever it is in your life. Right. I got to be strong for this person's friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then at the end of the day, you're so busy being strong for other people that you start to falter and for some that manifests itself in ways of like alcoholism drugs you know yep. sexual promiscuity you know it, whatever it may be gambling right. you know um for me it's like i know that's that's not only do i love to gamble as i've said every other episode it's like when something bad happens in my life like death it's like i gotta go to the casino because i nobody's gonna i'm just one of many nobody's paying me any attention you know, yeah. And I, I think about too, how, um, so you mentioned that how you felt, you felt the need to, to be strong. I didn't always feel the need to be strong. Mm -hmm. I felt the need to not talk about it except for you when it came to my oh. mom, 
but I never felt the need to talk about it too much with other people. I just did not want to talk about my grief with other people. And I feel like my mom was the exception when I, when I would talk to you. And I don't know why. I would just tell, like, I just miss my mom. I'd be like, yeah. And then we keep, like, going on. Like, it is what it is. So af apart from that, I don't really, I don't know. I just don't really talk about it. I always felt like I, I shouldn't be talking about it. I think, um, well, I think people, too, when you tell them something, they kind of make it about themselves. Mm -hmm. or, or they try to comfort you in a way that they want to be comforted. Yeah. I think what's unique about our, our friendship is that we've had so many conversations late at night. And we kind of get each, we get each other on, we see each other on, on ways that, that you don't always see people. And we're still growing, right. still learning about each other. We're, I'm not the same person you met 20 years ago and vice versa. But I do know that over the years, as you've lost people and what makes you feel, makes you feel um, safe. And yeah. You know, and when it comes to conversation, it's not about like, Oh yeah, you know, you say oh, I miss my mom. Yeah, so sad. You know, like I think that's what people go to, and it's like that's not what you're trying to hear. You just want to say I miss my mom, and I can just be like, I get it. You just gave me an aha moment when you said feeling safe, and I and I I I fail to articulate this, and I think most of us, I will say 90, 90, 90 to ninety five percent of us, fail to articulate what makes us feel safe so we can communicate through anything. And that was such an aha moment when you said that because it's like, no, I don't communicate certain things because I don't know how to tell you that that doesn't make me feel safe. And it's, and it's, and it's a comfort you want it. And it's not that I need you to comfort me. I need to say something and know that after what's being said, I feel safe to pr progress. I want to be able to say something and move on. I literally want to be able to be like, I miss my mom you want to go get lunch? Right. I need to, I need to know that that's safe for me to say and, and, and process that where it's like, I'm having a moment. I miss my mom. I said it now let's move. Um, I want to ask you too about grief when it comes to not just when someone has, um, gone home. I want to talk about grief when friendships, even, even jobs have evolved past you. Have you lost a friend and you are still feeling the grief from it? Um, yeah, but not, not necessarily from jobs. Because um, most of my jobs were like, most of the jobs that I've had in the last 20 years have been like field jobs where I'm like on my own. Yeah. Um, so, and I've maintained friendships with people <laughs> that I knew 20 plus years from jobs. Um, yeah. Oddly enough, just on a side note, um, one of the friends that I was talking to, we were talking about friendship, and I was like, everybody is not your friend. You know what I mean? Like, people are your acquaintances. People are people that you used to work with, and y'all chilled, you got lunch. Now mm -hmm. y'all don't. I'm like, a friend is somebody who checks in on you from time to time. You might not speak to them every day. A yeah. friend is somebody that's not going to just turn their back on you because you fucked up. You know what I mean? Unless it's like you fucked up by killing my family. That's or a totally different You violated story. me, personally. Yeah. But if you made a mistake in life, um, a real friend's not going to abandon you for that. A, a, that friend will call you on your shit and be like, you, you're a real asshole, you fucked up. 
I was like, but not everybody is your friend. And so for me, when it, going back to your question, it's like, I've worked places <coughs> and at the time they were, you know, you're trying to figure out, are, are, is this person my friend or not? And I, yeah. I've said, I mean, I said this to you back when we first met, I was like, the true friendship starts when we're not working together. It's mm-hmm. easy to be like, let's get lunch when y'all, y'all got to eat lunch at the same time. Yeah. But it takes effort to call yeah. somebody on a day off or when you're not working, like, hey, do you want to go to the movies? Yeah. Hey, do you want to grab lunch? And so I don't grieve for any friends. I do grieve for, I don't grieve for any friends from work. I do grieve for, for um, the loss of um, like one or two friendships from college because they were they were close to me and it's like damn yeah you know they knew personal personal shit you know yeah vice versa and i miss that i miss that that friendship but you know every friendship is not supposed to follow you through the rest of your life so yeah um what about you yes um yeah i I'm quick to cut people off and out of my life, yes. but I still grieve. Yeah. Yeah. I still grieve about it though. Um, because I'm not, I don't make friends easy. I'm just, I, I'm a very awkward person that I've come to realize. Um, I never really knew this before and I, and I have a hard time. For years. What? I've been pretty much telling you this for years. Um, Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it don't matter unless you see it. Yeah, and now and it I feel come across it. As, it can come across as a criticism because I'm just very blunt with the, how I say things. Um, no, but you were, you, you've never been blunt with it until probably, like, two years ago that, like, you're fucking awkward. And I'm like, really? Oh. And then I've become hyper aware of it. So not only am I awkward, I have a hard time connecting. And then I I listen, I have a whole host of issues and mental issues. So I don't need to get into that right now. So when I call someone my friend and we've carved out a piece of our lives together where we can be in each other's lives, I, I almost, I find it practically devastating when, when that doesn't happen. Um, I, I don't have I like it doesn't hasn't sit, sat with me since like I did the grieving process and that's it um I don't yearn for it I don't yearn to make up that space it is what it is but I also the way the way I, I kind of processed that was the way I brought it home was um <clears throat> I realized that our lives are just in two separate trajectories and I have a we both like them and me we just have a certain set or certain standard or certain lifestyle that just doesn't work anymore. And it's got to move past. I've, I've attributed that not only to friends, but to family. There are family mm-hmm. members, cousins, you know, I got a million cousins. Yep. Of my family. There are cousins who I was rolling with. Yep. That I did stuff where I sh- could have been arrested. You know what I mean? Cause I just didn't know how to speak up and speak out that I felt I'm uncomfortable but because it's like family and you know, you're just, you know, whatever, I'm just stupid. That yeah. it just took me a while. And now I like, don't fuck with them like that. I mean, I, you know, Hey, I love you on social media. Happy birthday. It's family reunion, family barbecue. Hey, you know, but yeah. that's pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> don't call me. <laughs> you don't need to exchange numbers. Really. We don't need to go out to eat. 
Yeah. Like, we're just on two different... You never met me. You don't go to my house. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, baby girl. <laughs> but shout out to Bobby Brown. I mean, damn, bro. Uh, in another did we ever find out what happened with Bobby Jr.? No, I don't know. It's like, I think... It just like flu-like was... symptoms, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you named both your kids Bobby and both of them died. Both of your namesakes. Does he have any more kids? Talk about grief. Yeah, he got, he got like, I think he got five, five kids. That don't matter though, but. No, 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 doesn't matter. But it's like, he buries two kids, Whitney. Like what else? What else is going to get thrown at this poor guy? It sucks. It sucks. But, you know, rest in peace to him. Talk about grief. But, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, you have to, you can, you can, you can realize that not everything's good for you. <laughs> and move yeah. on. Doesn't mean that you're not going to grieve the relationships. But, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Um, I have a question for you, though. What, what do you define? What do you define? Is there, is there a, and I'm not sure how I would even answer this question. Would you define anything between sadness and grief? Is there a difference or is it all under the same umbrella? Um, I think it's different because I can be sad that the Giants aren't going to the playoffs. I, you know, I've, yeah. I can be sad that the person I voted for lost in the election. I uh-huh. remember four years ago being incredibly sad to the point where I could not go to sleep because I'm like, what the fuck did we just do? We elected grab him by the pussy. You know what I mean? And so I was incredibly sad. I, I wasn't grieving for the loss of my vote. <laughs> you know? Right. I was sad. <laughs> I, I can be, I've been sad about, you know, a relationship with, uh, you know, somebody saying something wrong to, like that I didn't like. Like yeah. that, that makes me sad and angry. And, but I think grief is specifically like the feelings you have after a loss in whatever right. capacity that shows itself to be. Right. Um, so I want to, I want to, I want to bring it. So we so we talked about grief. I want to talk about gratitude and grief or just gratitude okay. because, um, th- this is the thing that gets me. So there's, I think it's part of the process, but I also think it's also part of life where it's gratitude. Um, I cannot be grateful that my mom died, but I am grateful that I got to take care of her in, in a beautiful way. I got moments with her that, you know, unfortunately my brother didn't have, but I, I got moments with her that I just never had had before. Right. Um, I'm grateful that I had her in my life and she taught me lessons. I'm grateful for even, even the shitty parts of it. I'm at the point where I'm grateful because it has taught me something. So when it comes to gratitude, and how we evolve as humans, just in our life. Do you find it hard to sit in gratitude? Yes. Um, really? Because I'm I'm a, I'm a pessimist. I mean, just really. You should know this. I mean, just last week you were like we were talking on the show, and you're like, you're not excited. You're just looking forward to. It. Well, yeah, because you're like you've always said this. It, 
I don't find that exciting. I will look forward to it. So I've had to change my, my verbiage, but I am also an extremely excitable person. So I find everything exciting, Right. but I there's very few things that I'm looking forward to. But see, the, what, what I'm saying with that when it comes to me is that that way that me saying I'm looking forward to something is how that, that touches on every aspect of my life. I'm like, I'm always grateful, uh-huh. but it's like, I'm grateful for like, I'm, I'm grateful for a lot. Like, okay. So I, I, I'm driving and I think I, I, I was driving next to my soul spirit, my spirit. What do you call it? Really? But <clears throat> I, don't like, I thought we'll never see this person again. I don't even remember what he looked like, but we were driving and we were like stopped in traffic and I looked at him and he did something that I do all day when I'm driving. What was it? Picked his note. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he, <laughs> he went, he's like, and it's like something that I think about when I'm driving up, I'll think about like my niece and nephew and I'll be like, thank you for that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or I think about my mom or, or I'll, it can be something so, so simple as like, I made the light. Thank God. So I look over and he did the same thing. I was like, holy shit. Like usually you see people that do the whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. But not like two fingers, kiss, kiss and point to the sky. You know, and nope, I don't think anybody's ever seen me do that. Like it's just something I do for myself. Yeah. So with that being said, everything that I do is like, is very understated. And so when yeah. it comes to gratitude, I'm super grateful for everything, but I don't always tell people. Right. Like, it just, it, I'm grateful. Let my action speak for, for itself. But I'm grateful for, for damn near. I mean, I fucking walk. I'm not supposed to walk. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. That is, yeah. Damn. What about you? Um... I don't find it hard to sit in gratitude. I find it hard to stay in gratitude okay. um, because initially my gut reaction is like, <clears throat> I'm here. I, I woke up fucking great. I'm amazing. I made another day. I won already. And then like, you know, like, you know, you have your morning routine, go to the bathroom, walk the dog. I'm like, ah, oh, it's fucking cold. I bet I'm going to be outside with all these goddamn fucking kids. And I'm like, ugh. So it's the staying in gratitude or it'll be like, I'll put something to the universe. I want this, 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 and this, and I'll get it. And I'm like, yeah, but what about this? Oh, but what about that? Oh, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, wait a minute. Like two days ago, I just put it out to the universe. This is what I fucking wanted. And I, she gave it to me. I, I could definitely see that. I see like, I, I feel like you're one of the rare people who gets everything she asks for. Yes. But on the flip side of that, you ain't got no parents. I mean, you know. <laughs> some fucked up shit. You know, so funny. Your parents. I talk about this all the time because somebody at work. Okay, so so some I asked for something at work. And I was like, these motherfuckers better give it to me. Bah, 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 bah. And everybody's like, well, that's not what they do. And I'm like, well, you haven't met me, bitch. I'm the exception to everything. And. I fucking got it. And I was so embarrassed to get it. I asked for it and I got it and I was embarrassed. And then everyone was like, Oh, so, so now what you going to do? And I was like, nothing. Um, 
and it's literally like literally you're right everything i ask for i get not everything i don't get everything i don't you know I'm not, but you get things which... i get things i get a lot of things or like you know whenever there's like um i'm an extremely lucky person you like when there's um like let's say when there's like an auction i'm right. like i know i'm gonna win something so i'll win something but i'm like yeah but i want something shitty but like i know i'm gonna win something so i'm one of those people um but at the same time i'm always like well shit the universe better fucking answer me because my i buried my dad at 20 my mom at 30 what the fuck i didn't have it really easy it's crazy i i i remember when your dad died like i had just met you and uh -huh. I, was, I was still on the trajectory of like i don't know about this chick i don't trust her uh -huh. and your dad died i was like and you're telling me about him and because you were going to visit him in the hospital and stuff yeah and, but i was still on the like yeah she cool and everything but you know and then your dad died and i was like well i like her <laughs> so, <laughs> she's vulnerable she's not who i you know what i mean because everything yeah. always with you has always been like rah rah i get what i want fuck you and then when you show the vulnerability i was like yeah Oh, she's, she's normal. Like, yeah. And then like mofos just started dying. Like your dog died. <laughs> Held him while he fucking died. Like we put him da her down. I had her since I was like young. And then like the dog died. You're right. Oh my God. I forgot about <laughs> Alfie. <laughs> like, everybody is like. <sighs> so. Yeah. It's so funny though, because it's like, but I'm also grateful. I know that that like you know i i work for things too like i you know but i also don't i i'm such i'm so like i'm so one of those like i'm grateful but i'm not i'm a hard worker but i'm not i get everything but i don't that's that's a normal person we <sighs> all we all want to be grateful for the things that we have and the things you know like i don't want to be like i'm not even gonna go there but it because it sucks but even the people that have and you look at them like damn they ain't got shit to be grateful for i'm pretty sure if we had a conversation with them we'd be like mm. she'd be like yeah but now it brings us to the last part of this this show <clears throat> grace how do you walk in grace i think with grace it's about about holding your head high having respect for yourself and for others and dignity you know, and yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't Google the word grace, but you know, it, I, it, it is what it is. I, so I, when, when I think of grace, I think of, there's a, a thousand people, a thousand people that I can think of, right. but I, I, the one that I want to highlight today is my aunt Nellie. Okay. I feel like, let me, let me explain graceful and gracious that's exactly it and that's why i want to highlight her because she's one of those people that s consistently sits in gratitude she's buried both parents three siblings um has five nieces and nephews and she makes each and every one of us not only special separated from the other not separated like divide more separated like i'm special because 
right. not because I'm always with this cousin. You know, I'm, I'm special have because. individual reasons. Yes, yes. <laughs> and she's a pillar of strength, a pillar of weakness, a pillar of kindness, a pillar of come at me, we're going to throw hands, a pillar of intelligence, and a pillar of not intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of these things combined not only shows her grace, but her gracefulness. And I feel like my Aunt Nellie is one of those people that she's not a crier, but she will cry in front of you. And she's fine with that. Um, she's a traveler, but she's also a curmudgeon. Um, it has to be a certain kind of way. And she's fine letting you know. Mm-hmm. And she's fine letting you know when something's not working. I feel like she's very kind, but she's also very kind in her attack. Um, she has created boundaries but she's also moved those boundaries based on what's needed at the time. And I, she, I, when I think of her, I'm high, I mean, obviously, like I said, there's a thousand people that, that we could talk about, but I, the reason I'm highlighting her is because I feel like she has embodied so many different things at so many different times when it comes to life and how, how just life gets thrown at you. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud to know her. Right. You just did a squishy face. What had happened? I'll tell you offline. <laughs> oh gosh. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it has nothing to, it has nothing Let's to do wrap with it up. I want to find out. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the show, trust me. So what you, I mean, what you just said. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I just thought of something, but I agree yeah. with you. Like, she definitely, yeah. she embodies grace. She's, she's, she's gracious. Um, she walks in grace. And I really, I really like her. I actually just talking to my aunt about her the other day, which is funny. That oh, what were you guys saying? Um, like I, I was telling her, like, I feel bad for people like her during this pandemic because she can't go to no shows. She can't meet yeah. her friends and stuff like that. And, you know, get yep. a cocktail or, you know, whatever. I was like, but she's turned lemons into lemonade and she, you know, did little staycations and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, kudos to her. She always finds a way. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I want us to take this transition time. Two. Musings. (laughs) I love that thing. I want to talk about grief and loss. Okay. There are things that are equally devastating and motivating. It has led to high achievements as well as low devastations. How we handle and take note and inventory is an indication of how our character is meant to unfold or how we are working to be a better version of ourselves. When we talk about taking inventory, it's how we place value and change value that may lead to more loss, but never stops and will always be. When we're in a better place and those around us hate it, are there ever really a big loss? And with that said, um, with Mr. Like Mr. Rogers, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is 60 degrees out here in New York. I've got, I just, uh, you know how like every time I turn around, like one little phrase can trigger like a song lyric. I can't stand that. Like, I can't stand that about me in a lot of ways because it's like always inappropriate and it has nothing to do with the, the moment, but it's like one 
like the word degrees always takes me to a specific song. What song? Or a, a lyric. What song? It, I forget the exact, exact temperature, but it, he's like, it's 60 degrees in the shade before I catch blood on my blade. So it's, oh. it's, it's um, Keith, Keith Murray. Right I thought you were going to say about 100 degrees. Um, oh my god it's from the life soundtrack temperature about 100 degrees oh yeah yeah was that anthony hamilton something like yes i think so he had the same voice (laughs) yeah um anyway well homie where can they catch us yep yeah yes 18 on instagram and twitter the yep yeah yes podcast on facebook as well as all your streaming devices, devices including iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, iHeart Music. Um, oh, Audible. A lot of people are using Audible these days, books and stuff. So we are on Audible. And we're everywhere, we're motherfuckers. Everywhere. Just, just tell your device, play the Yep, Yeah, Yes podcast, and you will see us. But... You will hear us, but if you want to see us, YouTube. open up that YouTube. Open up the YouTube. Holler, <laughs> homie. I love you. Love you too. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>